Welcome to the All Around Joe podcast, where you'll find tips and insights from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this podcast today, I have a very special interview brought to you with AJ Baker from Whoop. So if you've been following this podcast at all, you know that I've been testing the Whoop strap for a few months, and it is one of my favorite devices to use. So I thought I would bring AJ on the podcast to help explain even further about what the whoop strap is and how it could help you improve your fitness and your life in general. So I don't want to give away too much, but if you do decide that you want to get yourself a whoop strap, you can always use the code all around Joe to get yourself a discount. So I hope you enjoy the interview. Okay, so I am super stoked today to Today to have AJ Baker from Whoop here. I know that uh, I've been using Whoop for a few months now and I've been talking with AJ just about that long. So I figured it was about time to get him on a podcast and chat about who he is, you know, what Whoop's about and where the product is going. So AJ, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, man. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Yeah, for sure. So let's... Rather than me telling people about you, let's hear it from your mouth. So what's <laughs> what's your background and you know, what's your role within Whoop? Yeah, man, it's uh it's funny. I'm actually so I'm a huge sports nerd, like no doubt about it. I love getting all the statistics, the data, and every bit of detail and about everything in sports. And um I think ultimately that's kind of what drew me to Whoop. I um I grew up playing, you know, five different sports like as many people can in the Boston area, and then uh ended up playing college football for four years and um, but after that, I bounced around into marketing and advertising, thinking, you know, this is really what I like. What I wanted to do is, I thought, now I'm, I'm a people guy, so I'll be able to sell this kind of stuff. And and really, what I found out is that um, my passion is still lighted within sports. And so, like, I actually, I, I ran into a mentor of mine and an old friend, and um, he actually was the one that kind of we sat down and talked for a little while. And he actually set me up with. He decided to introduce me to Will Ahmed, who's the founder and CEO here at Whoop, um, and got me into their office. This is about a year ago. A little more than that, actually. And uh, at the time, you know, they were in a tiny little office in a, in a, in a, in a diff, completely different building. But um, you, know, you could tell there was a lot going on, and everyone was excited to be there. And um, I sat down with Will, and we chatted about a few things, uh, landscape of sports, my time playing football, and his time playing squash. Um, and then all the possibilities that Whoop had in the future and how it could apply to different sports, different athletes, you know, different people in the industrial world and everything. Um, and it was it was so cool to see the passion and the belief that he had in the idea and and what everybody else in the company really had for you know the kind of real real belief they saw in the value of the product and um, at that point I was like what the hell do I have to do to work here man and um, and one thing led to another and I've been here ever since and it's been a fun ride so um, you know and like many startups everyone here kind of wears a few different hats you know so I get to be involved in everything from beta testing new features, monitoring user engagement to the individual and consumer sales, and then as well as, you know, the professional athlete and, and the, the marketing stuff around that. And um, it's a really fun thing to be a part of. And, you know, we're constantly changing and growing. So, you know, as you know, what my role was when I first got in here, you know, it's completely developed and evolved over the last, um, you know, eight, nine months or so. And it's, it's, been, a, it's been a fun ride so far. Yeah, man. And I know that like everyone that I've talked to within your organization has just been cool people. I mean, it's got to be fun to just work there. For sure. Yeah. You know, it's, everybody's got their own unique story of how they ended up at Whoop. It's uh, like the guy I sit next to actually is one of 
He got the he got the nickname the fittest man in squash. Uh, he played in the Chelsea Development Academy League over in, in Europe as a, as a child. Um, and the guy who sits next to him happens to be you know a former a three time Olympian and Olympic swim captain who's who has a silver medal only because he lost to Michael Phelps and he's got a gold one too. Oh. Uh, and then you know even across from me is is the winningest coach in Ivy League field hockey history. So it's a really cool collection of people and. Um, it's a ton of fun to be around. And we, and the, the coolest part about it is that we all get to work with each other. It's, um, you know, I feel like I'm involved in every bit of, <laughs> every bit of stuff, that, every bit of things that go on here in Whoop, especially on our side of the office. It's a, it's a blast, man. Oh, for sure. And I, I think that the reason that I relate to it so much is that as a, you know, passionate fitness enthusiast, it seemed mm-hmm. like from my side of the table, you guys are exactly the same. And <laughs> most most of these companies, these tech companies that I've talked to in the past, are not, are more into the tech or you know not so much into the fitness. But you guys do it all. And we have, you know, it's funny you say that because we have a total collection of you know the the like, type A personality who's killing it every single day athletically, getting out and competing in every facet. And then we have, you know, you do have to have guys that are you know aren't focused on sports all the time. We have guys in our office who you know can sell a product to, you know. <laughs> the major league baseball commissioner, but have no idea who the guy is. And it's, uh, it's so cool to be a part of and see how so many different factors and, and kind of ways of life really play into building this product and, and our company as a whole. Oh man. I, I definitely can feel that from this side of yeah. the country. So it's very cool. Very cool. Um, I, I suppose that we should, you know, tell people, or at least from your mouth, what whoop actually is, or, you know, when someone on the street asks you, what that thing is on your wrist, what kind what do you answer? Well, I mean, first I say like you never heard of whoop? Come on. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> no, but it's uh, you know, on a if I were to say one sentence, you know, it's a wearable device and analytics platform designed to help athletes really get the best out of their bodies and ultimately try and unlock human performance. I think there's so many things out there that, you know, tell people like, hey, this is what you need to take your game to the next level. And a lot of the time it's you know, it's it's more of a a tracker versus, or if it's a wearable device, it's more of something that looks back on what you've done more so than what you could be doing. And I think that's really what separates us is, you know, the amount of data we're collecting and, and kind of the ability to look at that and then interpret it and make, make adjustments on the back end so that you're really taking, you know, this data that you have and applying it to the next step forward and, and really upping your game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, ever since I've been using it and looking at the results and things like that, everyone around me seems to be uh, like gravitate to that. So it's like we have eight people uh, on my small gym team right now that use mm-hmm. the whoop. And I, I mean, in the first week you can see improvements just by, you know, them listening to their bodies more and, and getting the feedback. Sure. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. And it's, especially in a sport, you know, like, like CrossFit, especially is one sport where, you know, guys are going to push themselves as hard as they can. Yep. Guys and girls are like, you know, it's a really, it's an, it's an intense thing. And, uh, I think a lot of the time it goes un, unvalued, undervalued is, is recovery side of things. You know, when you break these muscles down, something you got to do is let them build themselves back up yep. and, and it's in sleep and in recovery and, and really being mindful of those things that that, that process actually happens. So it's, it's, it's been really, really cool to kind of see those first initial experiences. And even, even with yours as well, it's been really cool to kind of Know, see how it's been applied and then see the kind of response you're getting as well. I think it's it's a really powerful device and, and the way to look at it, you know, especially in the elite space, is that there are so many things you can do to your body that are gonna be you know good 
and one of the most undervalued is the most important, and that's in sleep. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And, and I, I talk to people about that. I talk about it on my, my other podcasts all the time is that I've seen people in the first couple of weeks completely change how they're working out just by knowing right. how much they should be sleeping. And then it's crazy. making the to change, right? <laughs> yeah, the same thing happened to me um, when I first got here and got my first, you know, the old version of the whoop strap. Um, you know, I was going to bed at midnight and getting up at six thirty a.m. and calling that six and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> the first time I woke up and it said you got five hours and fifteen minutes of sleep, I was like, oh my god, am I really been doing this for the last you know five years or whatever it is? Oh man, yeah, no way. It's uh, so it's it's really cool to see what happens when people are really can. Uh, get a tangible way to see that actual, you know, the difference in what they think they're getting versus what's actually happening. Oh, for sure. I mean, I have an example of an athlete that gets a ton of sleep, like nine, 10 hours a night. And we always would kind of make fun of her for it and, you know, say that she's really good at sleeping. And then she got a whoop <laughs> and figured out that she was like only sleeping for eight of those 10 hours, let's say. So right. she's had to figure out how <sighs> to optimize her life to sleep better rather than just sleeping more. And there's so much, man. It's 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 those stories like that that make us kind of feel like you know what well, we're doing the right thing here. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, just so that we can kind of give some uh, even more credibility than us sure. talking about whoop. What are some of the athletes that you can share with us that are using whoop? <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> if you were to. If you were to Google us, I mean, we often get linked to LeBron James and Michael Phelps, who have both used the product. Um, and then right now we have athletes competing across all major sports and, and you know, professional sports, including uh, the Olympics as well. And then every major college conference um, and then an, an awesome group headed to the CrossFit Games. I'm really excited about regionals. And then the two months after that, we're going to have some really cool stuff going on. One of my one of my close guys here and somebody who's been wearing the product uh, for quite a long time is Sam Dancer, mm-hmm. who's been you know, an incredibly awesome dude and, and watching him kind of grow and develop as not only an athlete, but, um, as a, as a mindful whoop user, it's been really fun. So he's, he's a great guy. And we have, um, we're just getting started with a few other, uh, the bigger names and the bigger players in CrossFit as well. One of the, our most recent ads is Mackenzie Riley, who's, uh, been working out with the Misfit team. And it's funny, we actually just brought on a guy named Joe Kearney, mm-hmm. who's, He's been working, you know, he's been so close to making the individual uh, level of the games for a while. And he just joined our, our he's, he's now sitting next to me as our digital marketing manager. So, again, another cool thing about the company here. Ha, that, that's cool because I've worked with the Misfit guys quite a bit. And uh, I've never met Joe Kearney, but I have uh, definitely heard his name a lot. So, yeah, that's really he's an sweet. Awesome, he's an awesome guy. <laughs> Started last week. It's so funny, and um, but we're we're getting we're starting to get involved with those guys. We got uh, Seth Page up there has been wearing it for for about a week now, no more than that. But okay. it's, uh, it'll be cool to see kind of what what goes on, and then um, even you know some of the athlete, the whole CrossFit Back Bay team, who I think is twentieth in the East right now. Those guys are, are have been wearing it now and, and training with it for a few months. So it's really cool to see how they've kind of you know, opened their minds to the idea of recovery as well. Oh man, I I can't even say enough about like how much CrossFit pushes you to just do more and more and more, but it doesn't necessarily make sense all the time for everybody. And like, <laughs> for sure, and a yeah. cool story specifically with the guys over at Back Bay. Um, to- this guy Toa Toa, who's about 21 years old and the strongest kid I've ever met. Um, he's been training with a guy named Mike Abgarian, who's about 41, and they've been doing the same thing with each other and. 
Mike's always wondering, like, wait, how the hell? Like, how am I supposed to keep up with this guy? And then finally we, we put a whoop strap on him, and, and two weeks later he's, he's taken every other day off and toe is still going. So they've both, they've both made pretty big strides, and it's been interesting to see their, you know, the eyes open up with that stuff. It's like everybody has their one epiphany moment, and for him that was certainly that one. It's like I'm, I'm 40 years old. I can't keep training with this guy. Oh man, I've I've got the same story. Like I'm I went from training, you know, twice a day, 5 days a week to now like once a day, 4 days a week and in PRing things. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. So it's, it's a, so cool to really see that kind of that result happen. Yeah, cuz we have this mentality that more is better, but it is not always mm-hmm. the case. <laughs> yeah, and it and in like 60% of athletes end up falling victim to overtraining. And I say victim because when you end up in that situation where your body's just being burnt to a crisp every single day it's it's not not only is it not beneficial but it puts you at a serious spot for injury and you know things like you know hamstring pulls or you know calf tweaks those small injuries that can you know eventually lead to bigger ones those are all just due to overdoing it and um i think a lot of people don't realize that and want to just eventually just keep pushing through that stuff so we might be the only fitness company out there that tells you to work out less <laughs> good point I hadn't i hadn't thought about that but yeah Work out smarter, right? <laughs> yeah, train smarter. That's that's yeah. really what it is. <laughs> Finding that perfect balance between um, training and recovery. You know, you can't if you take a step with your right foot, you can't you can't take another one with your right until you've taken that one with your left. There's a certain partnership and balance between the two of them that I think Whoop really puts on display. I like that. That's a good analogy, definitely. So <laughs> the the Whoop is obviously very cool and it's doing a lot of cool things right now where did the idea come from it's a it's a cool story so will Ahmed, our ceo was actually he was a division one squash player and the captain at harvard and um as a d1 athlete he's kind of amazed at how little he really knew about his body you know you go out there and you train for three or more hours a day with teammates and you know you can you can think about the kind of gains that you made and you can see them on paper every now and then but you don't really know what kind of physiological gains you made that day. You don't really know, you know, did I make my body better today? Am I, did what I do today going to make my body better tomorrow? It's, you don't really know those things. And, you know, being surrounded by so many athletes, himself included, who had, you know, overtrained or misinterpreted fitness peaks and really just underestimated recovery and sleep. And, you know, a lot of these guys got injured, which is kind of what I was talking about earlier. And, you know, being prepared for, being for them, for him specifically, being prepared for game day was kind of, uh, you know, felt random. Felt like, you know, I could show up to my game today and have you know, no idea if my body's in the best position that it could be. Right. So, um, you know, so humans, especially athletes, can, can optimize their daily performance. And he really set out to figure out what that was. And, you know, he found out that optimizing performance really wasn't a random sequence of events and, and decisions, but rather a systematic approach to really understanding your body and looking at those the, the secrets that can kind of tell you where your body is and, and how ready it is to go out there. So going off of that and really kind of, you know, actually this is funny. He was a, he was a government and economics major at the, at the time studying those two things and then found himself in, in the science lab shortly after and, and just geeking out over HRV and uh, those, him and, and John Capitolupo, our CTO, who was, actually taking he was studying the hardest math class at, at Harvard at the time um, he had the technological capability and, and will had the idea and the vision for you know what this could look like and how it could apply to, to trainers and coaches so those two teamed up and um, it's John's dad actually had a uh, his, his dad is actually 
a background in exercise physiology. So it was kind of the perfect pairing. Um, so those two guys teamed up and really figured out how they could really make this work. And then you know, my third founder, Aurelian Nikolai, was um, he's a seriously capable engineer and figured out how to actually put this into a product. So the three of those guys really teamed up and um, you know, off of Will's idea and those two guys' ability to really put it into motion, they came up with something that was it was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, man, I it's, it's super awesome. And a question that just popped into my head is like, how long do you know how long it took to go from idea to actually having a working product, or even just like so, the first beta? Yeah, <laughs> it certainly certainly was more than a few years, man. We actually in our office we have. Uh, a display of each stage the product went through until until today, which is one of the coolest things to look at. Because if you think about you know, what it is right now, it's about you know, five ounces of, of different types of materials. It sits nicely on your wrist in a bracelet. Um, yeah. And the first product was this big, huge, like square thing that you had to you know, strap wires to and then throw something over your wrist. It was this monster thing. And you never thought we could take that thing and turn it into something easy to wear and always able to wear. Um, but you know, I think, so I think the really, the research and the development really started back in 2011. Um, and then I think we had our first product and our first user in mid 2015. Okay. Wow. It might've been late 2014, but, um, it was certainly a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes some serious will, willpower to keep moving forward on something like that and really wanting to improve sport. <laughs> Yeah, so I would say it was about four years in terms of you know the, the research that went into it, the development in terms of you know the capability of the product and the hardware. So certainly a long time and a lot of effort and some really really smart people had to get involved. Seriously, yeah, I can't even comprehend how this thing is taking in so much data from me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's a it's a really cool thing when you when you think about how much is actually going into it. For sure, for sure. Let's let's jump into that too. Like, how does how does the whoop work, and like, what are the metrics that are getting calculated here? So, <clears throat> we're looking at heart. We're looking at five things. We're looking at heart rate, heart rate variability, which I think is probably our most you know impactful metric. Um, capacitive touch, which is sort of uh, like the relationship between the, the sensor and uh, into your skin. Okay. Um, ambient temperature, which is a temperature of your environment. And accelerometry, which is ex- effectively movement. Like uh, Fitbit uses accelerometry to track steps, mm-hmm. even though it's, it's tough because it's, you know, it's from the wrist. And if you were you know, running on a treadmill without moving your arms, you wouldn't get any steps. So mm-hmm. it's, um, that's the interesting thing. But we're, and we're taking these measurements 100 times a second, 24 hours a day. So we're collecting you know, a ton of data. Yeah. And, um, and to make that really all digestible, we're breaking it down into three main pillars. So we're kind of summarizing all of this into three things, and that's strain, sleep, and recovery. So strain is essentially, it's a, it's a total cardiovascular exertion measurement. So we're not looking at the number of steps you would take in a day, but rather the entire cumulative load your body took on that day. So we can look at and really highlight what behaviors both in training and outside of training are affecting you and how your body's responding to them each day. So the goal with that um, really is to kind of be the ultimate collector and the holistic provider of the total stress your body took on. So for me, you know, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll go to work and then I, you know, I'll go work out afterward. But if I'm looking at you know, if I have a big presentation in that day, if I'm on your podcast, I'll go look back at my look back at my whoop data and see like, oh, was I stressing out during that? And you can see those kind of things, and you know, it, it's you never realize how you know certain behaviors, even like 
one of the most the highest strain days I had was actually um, when I was moving out of one place and into a new place in Boston, and I ended up you know, going up four flights of stairs and down four flights of stairs, carrying couches and things like that. And then I went out in the, to the gym the next day, and I I just totally I couldn't handle it. I was not doing well. I was having a real bad day. Um, and I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't even, I didn't even work out yesterday. <laughs> but when I look back at my whoop data, moving out of my house was equivalent to me, like, you know, running a half marathon. <laughs> wow. So the real, you know, but to get back to it, the real like bread and butter of the system, I think what we do best is in sleep and recovery analysis. Okay. You know, we're looking at everything from how long it takes you to fall asleep. Um, you know, how many disturbances you experience throughout the night and when they happen throughout the night. Mm-hmm. So like like you were saying earlier, taking 10 hours in bed doesn't always equate to 10 hours of sleep. And, you know, typically it doesn't. Um, and I think that's really an important thing for people to realize. So going from there and then every bit of, you know, everything in sleep from the cycles we're looking at, the number of cycles you're going through to, you know, the total time you spend in REM sleep versus the total time in slow wave sleep. And in, and in slow wave sleep, that's the last five minutes of slow wave is when we're measuring heart rate variability and resting heart rate. So it gives us a chance to really look at a period of time in sleep that your body's had a chance to recover. Um, and then, you know, the convenience factor of being able to measure it there mm-hmm. is huge. Like most other HRV monitors, you kind of have to wake up you know, put on a chest strap, uh, breathe for five minutes without, you know, changing your respiration or anything like that. And you know, so what we're doing is looking at it in a period of sleep where you've had a chance to, you know, recover and as an optical sensor, this is the most accurate place we can get. There's no other motion or light in the room, so you're not moving around. Um, and it allows us to get the best reading of heart rate, which from heart rate we get the best reading of HRV as well. So it's a really strong and accurate way to do so. And you know, you get to wake up and it's already done for you. So that's that's the beauty of the whole way it's the the structure of the whole uh, you know data collection process there. Um, and then you know having that recovery analysis first thing in the morning. The combination of, you know, your total sleep performance and efficiency, heart rate variability, resting heart rate, and then the total strain that your body took on the day before mm-hmm. allows you to wake up with that score that says, you know, you go out and push it this far today. You know, the higher your recovery, the more strain you take on. The lower your recovery, the less strain you take on. Right. That relationship is really what helps, what drives this whole system and makes it go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And like, just so because I've had this question from a lot of uh, my athletes are, how does it determine what stage of sleep you're in? Like, so we've done a whole lot of testing and calibration with, um, with sleep labs. You know, we've been able to <clears throat> kind of work with a few of them. And what we've done is we've been able to validate the ability to one, use HRV to pick up different points within sleep staging. Mm-hmm. So using polysomnography and, um, the the kind of the gold standard in sleep and sleep monitoring. If you were to go in there and you know be able to look at all these different things, we're about ninety percent agreement with those sleep lab quality things. So we're able to say, <clears throat> you know, certain fluctuations in HRV going up allow us to say you're entering a certain cycle of of you know a certain stage of sleep for this. Um, and then it's even reflected in the app at this point. You can kind of see exactly where those things are happening. So slow wave sleep typically occurs, you know, the first. 60% of your sleep throughout the night and then you know, REM sleep typically coming more so at the end of your sleep. But um, it's been really cool to see how that has all kind of come together. Yeah, and it's super interesting as well when I look at my own data versus other people's data and and how that looks and different sleep cycles and, and whatnot. Um, what does the 
skin temperature sensor do? Skin temp. The, so it's it's a cap touch sensor, meaning you know it basically tells us you know the, if you're wearing the you know is it is the is the strap and the sensor connected to your wrist and in the right place and and it allows us to kind of determine a certain level of confidence you know whether it's you know more accurate or is are we sure this guy's wearing it and stuff like that so really what it allows us to do is say you know is this guy is it on the wrist and should what kind of you know confidence level should we have in the reading that we're getting based on how it's being placed on the wrist that sensor is okay gotcha i was always interested to hear what what exactly that one was doing um and then uh, something that you and I have talked about in the past is uh, you guys get so much data and I've asked you, you know, about how to improve certain things that have to do with sleep. Um, do you have any, anything you can share with us on what you've noticed at whoop that improves people's sleep? So, you know, there's a lot of different things. You know, we actually were talking about this a few days ago. Um, and one of the big things is, is being on screen devices. So blue light, reduces sleep onset and, and, you know, the release of melatonin into your body. So, you know, sitting with a phone pressed against your face right before going to sleep, certainly not going to help you get to sleep, you know, sleeping with a TV on. There's even things like, um, you know, people have talked about, you know, getting weighted blankets or anything like that. And that's, it's actually not the right way because in the short term, that might feel great. It might be awesome to have this super heavy blanket kind of weighing you down. Mm-hmm. But uh, ultimately, that, that can cause more disturbances throughout the night and really kind of throw off sleep um, in terms of getting through specific cycles or waking up throughout the night when you don't really need to, um, just getting tangled up in those blankets is, can happen as well. So, you know, op- optimal temperature, temperature somewhere between 60 and 67 degrees in the room, which is you know, colder than most people might think, but waking up when it's too hot is the worst. And, we, and I think we've, we've all experienced that at some point or another. Sure. So there's a few different things. And then even, you know, melatonin as the, uh, you can get it at CVS, I, I personally have started try, tried it and see, you know, how much better does my sleep get? And it certainly allows me to get into deeper sleep faster. And, you know, one thing I've noticed personally about my sleep um, is I would wake up kind of restless uh-huh. and really wonder why that was and, you know, kind of tired. And it would take me about an hour to really get into my day and really get in there. And then the more and more I look deeper into my own sleep, I noticed that I don't get a lot of REM sleep, which is my the mentally restorative period of sleep. It's when you consolidate memories and um, – really kind of your brain gets a chance to relax. So I don't get a ton of it. And I was kind of wondering what I could do to, to, to improve that. And so I've started, uh, actually started to do stuff like meditating within, you know, right after dinner or something like that. And I don't eat late at night or anything like that anymore. And I've seen incredible improvements in my own personal sleep. Really interesting. Very it's so, interesting. It, it's so cool to have, a. Uh, you know, some incredibly smart people on our, on our data science and analytics team over here that I can go drop these questions on. And they, you know, they always come back with some incredible answers. So it's really cool stuff. Yeah. And super cool for me too, because I send you an email and I'm like, Hey AJ, what do you think about this? How does this work? Cause I'm a data nerd yeah. as well. So, <laughs> oh man, I love it. Um, I know that some part of behind the scenes there, you guys have mentioned doing machine learning, and I'm always interested in what that means and how it works and how it is related to Whoop. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. I know the goal of machine learning and any, any technology is really to become more refined more, and more accurate as fast as possible, to be able to you know, apply to the, you know, the person who's using that technology in the best possible way. So um, on a basic level, the more that you use Whoop, uh, the more personalized and accurate the system gets. So we're doing things like <clears throat> we're looking at um, 
you know, three day, seven day and 30 day moving averages of your own data. So looking at all the small changes in HRV and resting heart rate on a day to day basis and really kind of taking those into con- into control and saying, all right, so we know that this person's baseline sleep is, let's say, seven hours and 30 minutes. So they got the full seven hours and 30 minutes. But what about their sleep tonight really affected it? And how did that throw off? We're looking at all the data you're collecting and then taking each little factor into it to help build on top of it and say, all right, we're going to compare this this day to you know, the day before and then the day before that and those three-day averages. So if you know, a lot of the time we'll see people you know, have dips in, their, in all of their scores on the weekend or in the other way around throughout the week. Um, so being able to kind of use all of the data that we're collecting to then build on it consistently and make those the slight changes in your HRV more applicable to recovery or you know, even with something like strain, if you go do one workout, if you do a CrossFit workout, um, and it's on whoop, you know, we're able to look at that and say, <clears throat> okay, so today, you know, you did a CrossFit workout, it was 11.6. You might go do that same workout a week later with a higher recovery score and get a lower strain just because it was actually easier for your body to handle that day. And we'll take that into account. So going forward, all of these things, you know, it's really just <laughs> the more the whoop learns about you, the better it gets. Oh yeah. And I, I actually found that as well, where I, well, let me take that. You take that with a grain of salt. Like, I think that I feel a certain way. And I, I feel like the more that I've used the whoop strap, uh, it's like it tends to correlate based off of right. how and I'm it feeling. Will. So, yeah. you know, in that, first, in that first stretch of days when you start using it, we're not even going to give you the red, green, or yellow recovery. You're going to get a, a silver one because, you know, we're still – we've made a baseline assumption as to you know, where we think you might be based on age, height, weight, gender, all of those other factors that go into it. So we've made our, you know, our baseline say, hey, we think you're about these for you know, primary biomarkers. And then over the course of the next three days, we're taking, you know, say, all right, so this is actually where the guy is. And then over the next you know, five to seven days, it's doing the same exact thing. So and then in that 30-day period, we now have enough data where it's like we can really start to dive deep and really you know, get a firm understanding as to what, what means a 77% recovery for Joe Bauer. Right. That's the kind of thing we're able to do. Right, yeah. And it, it's really, gosh, the more that – I think I'm on like the third month now of using it. And it's – or maybe even the fourth now. It, it just continues to get more and more interesting as the data comes in. Um, but before I forget about it, when we do a workout or meditate or whatever, it asks for uh, specific – there's a couple of specific questions that it asks. Um, sure. What and how does, so what are those questions and then how do those relate to what the actual machine or the whoop is learning? So it's not, the questions in there, you know, are things like, you know, what was your perceived exertion? Um, you know, so if you, if you go out and do you know, some interval training or whatever it is and you, know, you get a perceived, and you, your strain score before it even shows up, we're going to ask you what these things are so we can kind of control the bias there. Um, and none of these are going to factor into the actual score, but if you have, you know, what was your perceived exertion? Let's say you say 16, um, you know, and then your strain score comes up as a 12, that might mean to us that, you know, your body's actually in a pretty good spot. So you're, we've actually learned, you know, specifically that to these workouts, you know, you're thinking more and more forward. So if your body's getting beat up in a, uh, on a 12 and you think it was a 16, we'll take that into account. So that the next time you do that workout, you'll look at it and say, or, you know, Whoop will look at it and say, all right, so he's back at a 12. We've seen this workout before, but he said it was a 16 last time. 
So he's either wrong or we should take this into account for the next one he does. And we'll keep learning that way. And it's really, it's been, um, you know, when we've seen kind of myself personally, you know, I kind of avoided those, those initial uh, questions at first, just because I was thinking, you know, and what, what happens if I get a 12 and I thought I had, you know, I had a 19 for perceived exertion. Um, no, it's just it's eye opening to see what what my body actually feels versus how I think for sure. Oh yeah, and I found that with CrossFit that there's a huge huge amount that plays into that that it it's really interesting. Like for example, I I had to retest Fran the other day, which if anyone's ever done Fran is like uh makes <laughs> it makes your throat hurt after yep. doing it in two minutes, you know, and it literally is a two and a half minute workout and. Uh, my my rate of perceived exertion was off the chart, but I thought it was interesting because it didn't actually tax my body that much according to like how high my heart rate was. So really yeah. interesting. And, you know, and the duration of time with something like that where you, know, you kill yourself for two and a half minutes, your body's able to recover really quickly from that kind of thing, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't feel like it. Right. And that's, you know, Whoop is kind of saying, yeah, you did it for two and a half minutes. And for those two and a half minutes, like, holy crap, that was hard. But sure. Now, if you'd say you did it for an hour, I'd probably be, you know, knowing that workout, there's no one who's going to do that for an hour, but it's <laughs> like, uh, you know, that would be off the charts for a strength score. So it's really, it's, um, <clears throat> I think it's a pretty good and pretty accurate representation of the total cardiovascular load your body takes on. Cool. Yeah, definitely. And you learn more about your body as you go, which is awesome. It's the coolest thing, man. Yeah. So, you know, while, while Whoop is learning you, you're certainly learning you as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so, We've talked about, you know, a lot of CrossFit professional athletes. Who do you think that the whoop is right for? Is it just for the professional athlete? Is it just for the hard charger? Or what is your opinion on that? Yeah, I think it's so I'm at a point where, you know, I'm not I'm not playing college football anymore. You know, it's certainly not for everyone. If you're looking to you know, count calories, basically, or, you know, track steps or something like that, you know, then, you know, whoop might not might it might be a little much. But, you know, what I've found is. You know, as somebody who's, I'd like to, I'd refer to myself as a recreational enthusiast. You know, I play a ton of, I play in a ton of pickup leagues. You know, I never say no to any intramural sports league or anything like that or, or group workout or anything. I'll never say no to that, but I'm not training for anything specific. Even though I think it would fit best for somebody who's training for an event, I'm still feeling like I've never been healthier in my entire life just from, you know, having a great understanding as to what my sleep is, what I need to do for sleep. I haven't gotten sick in eight months, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then even, you know, it, things like if I were to, you know, go out and have, you know, go meet my friends at a bar or something like that. The next morning I'd wake up with, you know, my HRV on the floor, my resting heart rate at the ceiling and that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, you don't realize what it actually does to you. And um, I think that's, it's a really important thing for a lot of people to see. Um, and it's, so I, I would say it can be applicable to anybody in any situation but you now who I would say is for is somebody who's really who's interested in that data. If you're interested in the data and you're interested in really kind of, you know, taking whatever it is that you're doing to the next level and really embracing um, a lifestyle that is, you know, the wellness lifestyle, I think Whoop is for you. If you're if you're a competitor, if you're you know an alpha or any kind of thing like that or you're training for something, Whoop is definitely for you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and kind of going back to the 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 example that you gave about moving and having that be hard on your body. I've had similar things before too, where it's like if I had to give a a presentation that day, or um, even if I had to coach, you know, 
three or four CrossFit classes in a day, right. it doesn't seem like you're really exerting that much, but I'll wake up the next day and, or even see that my strain score is really high weight, like higher than if I did a hard workout. <laughs> so Definitely. It, yeah, man, any, it, gosh, if I, I could see how this would be applicable for anybody that just wants to be like a hard charger and optimize their body, you know? It's so, yeah, man, it's so true. And even like, um, you know, things where you have to be kind of ready for certain events, like guys who are pilots, for example, or, um, you know, they have, they have some crazy travel schedules and for them to know exactly, you know, what it is they need to do before they go on to an 18 hour flight or something like that to be ready for it. That's a really important thing there too. So I think it's really, it's applicable in so many different ways. And that's, that's another thing I think that makes this product so valuable and so kind of powerful going forward. Oh yeah. And actually that just brought something to mind. Do you know anything about the, uh, I saw an email from whoop about doctors potentially wearing the whoop. Yeah. So we were, um, we have, uh, you know, we've had doctors definitely, you know, a lot of people in the medical field are interested in what we're doing. Um, but the article was written, I think based on the idea that surgeons, especially, you know, we'll go into a surgery and have to maintain this incredible level, level of focus and precision for, you know, anywhere from one hour to like 10 hours or 18 hours or even more than that. And these guys are, you know, they're the smartest people in the world. But but how do you prepare for something like that? How do you prepare yourself to be, you know, in the best possible position to be able to withstand that amount of you know, taxing stress? Like that's an example of strain that isn't, you know, athletic strain. That's the kind of thing that's... Um, you know, so taxing on your body, but you don't even notice it. So for those guys, especially, it's like, how, like, like I said, how do they prepare to show up and be ready? How do they make sure that their body's in a position and in a perfect position to, you know, not make that one centimeter mistake while you're, you know, operating on somebody? That's yeah. the, you know, that's the kind of power that I think we can have. Oh man. When I saw that article, I looked over at my girlfriend and I was like, wow, all doctors, <laughs> all surgeons should be should be using whoop and it makes so much yeah. sense you know i'm not going to a doctor that's not wearing whoop i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah yeah no we'll kidding be, we'll see <laughs> um man just <laughs> and even you know it's like the the stuff like that that's so cool is like to see somebody like sam like we as we were talking about sam dancer earlier he's like you know he was doing two days five days a week like just like you were and he's coaching a gym and you know, he's, he's programming for, for 50 people at a time. And he's traveling all over the country and you know, burning the candle at both ends and not even realizing it. Yeah. So when we started with him, you know, his body was kind of beat up already. And so Whoop was like, dude, you, you need to take a step back. Like you need to you know, at least hold off a little bit. And um, so he's really dedicated himself to it. And we were, we were talking on the phone the other day. And he was telling me how he's completely you know, rechanged and structured his, his, his workout regimen as well as you know, the, when he eats and how much water he drinks and everything like that just because he's seen such crazy results in his, in his key biometrics and from Whoop. So he's lowered his resting heart rate by almost 10 beats per minute, which is you know, insane wow. since he started using it. And he's increased HRV you know, exponentially. And he says he's feeling better than ever. So it's really cool to be part of that story as well. Yeah, that's, that is super cool. And it actually leads me straight into my next question is like with things like water and whatnot, where's whoop heading? Is there going to be more that we can do with looking at those correlations? Definitely. You know, I think as a company, we're, we're not done, um, you know, continuing to build and develop our product. I think we've definitely got, you know, kind of so much already going on and going for us in the right way, but you know, 
we're competitive people. So I think Will Will has a vision that's that's never ending, um, <laughs> especially for what Whoop can turn into, and and we're gonna work as hard as we can in order to do that. So you know, things that I think might be coming are you know along the research and development line. We've definitely, I guess, thought about you know how can we incorporate something like hydration or um, or oximetry and, and sleep and really be able to tell you know what's the oxygen level in somebody's blood and how does it fluctuate crazy things like that we're we're on the verge of being able to do so once we get that kind of um you know once we kind of continue to move forward and at least get a chance to relax as to what we're doing already you know we're, we're non-stop so um these things take time but i think there's a lot more that we're going to continue to build out in terms of you know just general product features and then you know going forward is you know on the other side of things i think you'll see us pop up in a whole lot of different places mm-hmm. uh, there's a few things right now that i'm very excited about um now, which I think people will hear about eventually. And when they do, it'll be, it'll be a new angle for Whoop, and it'll be something really, really cool. Yeah, and I, you know, I can only imagine because, like we've talked about before, you guys seem to be so passionate and driven over there that, man, I, I'd put my, uh, my money behind you guys. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's what we're hoping for. You know, we're, uh, it's, it's really cool to see the culture here. You know, there's, as a startup, you kind of always wonder, like, Oh, will we ever make it? You know, are we hitting the right numbers? Do we need to be like, are we doing all this stuff right? And, you know, the the, the ultimate thing here is that nobody's really wavering in that. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of sees the good things that are happening and the, and the incredible progress we're making on a day to day basis. And, um, you know, it's it's just really it's it's a fun thing to be a part of, and it inspires you to do more on a daily on a day to day basis. You know, just being around this incredible, awesome group of people. We're about you know, fifty engineers, designers. Um, software developers, former athletes. It's, it's a, it's a crazy bunch and it's, it's a ton of fun. Oh yeah. I mean, I always tell people like, if you want to, you know, one up your life, just hang around people that are already doing it. And it sounds like you guys do a great job. Definitely. And, and you, we got people that are going to, you know, coming from the top down, we're going to be pushed as hard as we possibly can. And, you know, like any sport, when you're training for the right things, you got to make sure you're doing it the right way. Yep. Yep. 100%. 100% 100%. 100% agree with you. So I don't want to take too much more of your day here, AJ, but if I could ask <laughs> you, um, are there any questions that I should have asked you but I didn't that you could think of? <laughs> you know, the the best question I ever get is, is, the funniest question I always get is, is it a watch? And <laughs> the answer right now is no, it's not a watch. There's no watch face on it, you know. However, I would like to think that there's going to be a watch face that slides on just like that battery pack at some point. No idea if that's if that's going to happen, but you know, it'd be pretty cool. So, no, it is not a watch, and yes, it is waterproof. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious that you mentioned that because I have this girl at my gym that always says. So I was looking at my Whoop watch today, and <laughs> she always gets corrected <laughs> with like, "Oh, did you find the time on it?" And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. Because I feel like you know, that's one of the questions we always run into. So, so, so I get the watch. Oh, well, it's not really a watch. It's more like you know, it's just a, just a, just a data collection piece. But, yeah, I love it. You know, I think I think there's a lot of really cool stuff that's going to be happening in the future. And if I have you know one more question to, if to throw out there, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be like, what's the coolest boop story I've ever heard? You know, my, my one of my personal favorites is actually an NHL referee. The guy said, you know, it's crazy for me because I got to know, you know, if we're playing a team that plays at a faster tempo, I'm going to have to be more recovered for that day. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that, you know, I never would have thought of. And I thought that was so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't need, you don't think about that. 
but it's but, it is so applicable. And uh, yeah, that one, and then there was one time where we had a guy um, who lives up, you know, I don't even know where it was, but he was awoken in the middle of the night by um, a bear attack outside his house, and he went outside and you know got the bear away, and then came back in, and he sent us a screenshot of what his sleep looked like that night, and you see him <laughs> go from being completely asleep in the middle of a nice deep sleep cycle and then this skyrocket of a heart rate up to about 180 beats per minute for 10 minutes and then the thing kind of gradually goes back down and you're thinking to yourself what on earth could cause that and then he tells us it was you know a bear attack outside his house i thought that was (laughs) one of my favorite stories i've ever heard no kidding it's like i'm complaining about having light come into my room and this (laughs) here i am upset that there's a dog barking at 7 a.m i got a bear outside his house Oh man, yeah, I, I bet you do get. You guys do hear some pretty interesting stories. That's a good one. There's a new one every day, but that's yeah. what makes it. That's what keeps us going. For sure, for sure. Well, AJ, I want to thank you so much for, for being on the podcast here. I've learned even more than I've already learned about Whoop, and I'm sure that everyone else <laughs> listening has uh, been enlightened as well. So, uh, thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate man. your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. This is a good time. Yeah, we'll be back eventually. Where can people find more out about Whoop if they don't can't figure it out already? <laughs> so on our on our website whoop.com, dot um, you know, I believe I believe you actually you know you're one of our our primary Whoop pros here, so I believe you have a discount code up and running. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. people can get access to that and, and get a discount from you. Yeah, absolutely. If anybody wants a discount, you can use the code All Around Joe. If you have any questions about my experience, you can always shoot me an email or hit me up on social media. So. That is something you can always do, and I just want to say thanks again, AJ, and uh, man, thank you, man. I, I will talk to you soon. We'll be in touch. Great All to right. be on here, man. That was my interview with AJ Baker from Whoop. As I said on the interview, if you have any questions, you can always hit me up via Twitter at AllAroundJoe or shoot me an email at joe at allaroundjoe.com. The All Around Joe Podcast where you'll find tips and insights from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. Be sure that if you want to grab yourself a whoop, use the code ALLAROUNDJOE for a discount. I will see you on the next podcast.